This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, yes, it is the Steelers Blitz, a.k.a. the Electric Factory. Motes and Euler because it's a Motes Host Tuesday. You know how we do. And I was sitting to this coming into the break, talking about my man, T.J. Watt, two Mm. years in a row now being unsuccessful in his quest hmm. for Defensive Player of the Year. And, man, oh, man, you talk about me being upset. Urgh, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm really mad. But he seemed to be a lot more upset than me, which I was I, I was yes. very much impressed by. Speaking of Michael Jordan, he put, Speaking a, he put of, the, right? took that personally Michael Jordan meme out there. I, I, I was excited about that. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, um, over the weekend at the NFL Honors, Aaron Donald was named Defensive Player of the Year for the third time. I mean, Obviously, he had a great year, without a doubt. Historic in some uh, in some regards. When you look at just the consistency in which he's playing it, you know, D-tackle putting up the numbers that he's doing. But here in Pittsburgh, we we very much thought that T.J. Watt should have been named Defense Player of the Year. He had the numbers to back it up. Obviously, you know, we thought that he played well enough, biased or not. We just thought that that was the case. But, yes, he, he did not win. And I was torn a little bit in my thought process because – you know, instantly I always run and you say snub, right? It has to be snub, it has to be snub. But then we talked about like, all right, when it comes to snub, like the person that you won it, have you have rule. to you have to make the yeah. Yep. If, if he's snubbed, okay, well, is he better than the guy that that won the award? He, should he have got it over the guy? And this was my dilemma because numbers wise, his numbers are better in every category, right? All the major categories, TJ has the better numbers. Now we said that. And a lot of these categories, Donald's right there with him. But obviously, you know, 15 sacks, 13 and a half sacks, 50-something tackles, 40-something tackles. Like, it's comparable, right? The the biggest gap was with QB hits. But then, obviously, Donald makes up for a lot of that with his QB pressures as well. So, going back and forth, going back and forth, I'm like, all right, all those numbers benefit TJ. But then I thought back to 2018. Pittsburgh Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster. Antonio Brown. Juju has the more receiving yards. I want to say he had more catches, all these things, but A.B. had more touchdowns. And during that time, the the question started to happen. Well, who's the number one receiver? Is it Juju or is it A.B.? Who's who's more important? Who's the better player? Who, who's the guy that, that is really helping us here? And a lot of people initially were like, oh, it's got to be Juju. His numbers were better. And then we had the football people that were like, no, dude, it's A.B. and it's not close. Like, the amount of attention this guy is garnering, that's what opens it up for these other guys. Yet and still, he's still putting up numbers that are comparable to what Juju is putting up with a lot less coverage on him. And that was my dilemma when I looked at Aaron Donald. Because as much as I could pull up a play or two or different, oh, well, look at this clip right here of three guys or two guys being on TJ. In those clips, they're off a play-action pass. It's not a, a... oh, okay, we're dropping back the pass 30 times, 40 times, and these guys are solely responsible for blocking TJ. No, is this guy's chipping. That guy's releasing. He's supposed to bump him on the way out. That's the type of double teams that TJ got. But a lot of times he faced what? what either a tight end or a tackle. And then it's not even a left tackle. It was the right tackle, right? Whereas with Donald, I said, man, worst case is two guys. Most of the time it's three because you're going to get center guard guard. And literally you watch it and it's a very concerted effort to make it that way. Yes. We talked about the Calvin Johnson gunner defense that he faced. Similar things were happening for Aaron Donald. Yes. And as much as I love TJ and I love his productivity, I'm like, TJ, as much as we try to talk about TJ getting attention, 
he wasn't getting that type of attention. That's different. And granted, by his position alone, he can't, you know, <laughs> just because the structure of it, it would cripple what you're trying to do offensively. But when I thought of that, I'm like, now I could also see why people would vote for Donald. And when I got a chance to look at the list of the voters, I said, okay. Initially, my perspective was it's a whole bunch of beat writers, guys that really didn't play the game, guys that might be former scouts, you know, might have been an executive here or there, but the, the majority of them are all beat writers. That's what I thought. That wasn't the case. They're very diverse. They have former players, Hall of Famers, media personalities. You guys like Michael Strahan, I value his opinion a ton. He's the guy who's voting. It's 50 people, right? It's 50 people, yeah. yeah. And like I said, it's a mix of TV, radio, print, former players, former players Hall of Famers, scouts, film guys. Greg, was it Greg Cassell? Yep. The, the, the big film buff? Yep. I value, like, you talk about guys that I value from a film standpoint. I value his because I've sat in here with him for hours and seen how he watched him. I'm like, okay, you know what you're doing. Knowing that those type of guys are a part of the vote, it made that much mm. more sense to see them vote the way they did because it was still close. It was still, what, 27 for uh, Donald, 20 for TJ, and I think the last three or so, or whatever it Xavier was. Xavier Howard, right? Yeah, it was Xavier Howard, yeah. yeah. So when, when I thought I said I could understand how they could vote that way. Now, obviously, for me, I'm a, I, I'd rather not have the three go to Xavier, and I'd rather they have went to TJ. Right. But as a whole, I could understand why they would go that route. So that's why, for me, as even though I was frustrated and, and you know, upset about it, I wasn't infuriated it wasn't the rage for me of a of a snub per se because of those qualities yeah I think that's well said by you um it's funny too uh you know Alex Smith there was one person who voted for Ben Roethlisberger out of that 50 for comeback player of the year and the reaction was oh well what jerk from Pittsburgh has to be a Pittsburgh person what 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 yins or a-hole didn't vote for Alex Smith like just relax and then okay? I, I was so glad was that it was Ed Bruchette who went out there and, and said I think Cabal yeah, like, he was like, well, we, we, like we no didn't have a vote in Pittsburgh the, nobody they, they, in Pittsburgh had a vote you know like just just relax yeah. over there just slow your roll over there Motsi I think I think you just laid it out very eloquently I would have voted for TJ you can be upset about TJ absolutely you can be mad that he didn't win but when people say he got robbed that's when I yeah I kind of roll my eyes a little bit he yeah. lost a coin flip that, and, and literally that's what it was because when it comes down to those caliber players we talk about this all the time when you're Two talking about great candidates. players you split hairs it, it, that's what it becomes it becomes a splitting hair contest and for me even though I would have voted for TJ because of the biasness if I never played with TJ had a relationship with him I probably would have voted for Donald because of the things that I said as a former guy. Understanding how much harder it is to do that, the number element kind of, you know, it, it comes a little bit more watered down when I really start to look into the facts of everything. Yes. If he's going up against left tackles the whole time, that argument is heightened now. But when you say, well, he's going against the right tackles, it's like, all right, we know the connotation that's associated with right tackles. Now, we're not saying that it's, it should be here or not because – it's been plenty of times guys have benefited from backup left tackles as well. Let's not act like that. But as a whole, we know how people view right tackle. It's like, oh, well, that's the weaker of the tackles. Like you put your you put your stud at left tackle. Yeah, yeah but say if he's that guy, put him at left. Side. Right, right. Absolutely. Michael Orr, baby, blindside, baby. Yeah. And, 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 and no, that's that's the argument. So I can understand when they're looking at the vote, like, okay, if I gotta split hairs between TJ Watt and Aaron Donald, like, let's be real. TJ Watt, a transcendent up and coming megastar in this league. Versus Aaron Donald, the the the, the multi-time depot, just transcendent superstar, changed the game. 
Best like, defensive tackle we've seen since you, you, Warren Sapp. People make argument if he's the, the best football player in the day right now. Like, he's in that conversation. Ooh, you know, I should have brought that up when we had our Tom Brady conversation last segment. Dang. You should have. You could have. You definitely could have. Yeah, you know what? I need to see I need to see Tom Brady take on Aaron Donald one time. Then I'll call Brady the greatest oh, football Lord. player of all time. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. No, but <laughs> like, like, that's... Uh, when it, it when it comes down to two candidates that are both so deserving mm-hmm. and both so good, like these two are, the the fifty percent of people are always going to think the one guy got robbed. No, no question. Like, you know what and, I mean? and if but TJ would have won it, we would have been hyped here, and they would have been saying the same thing about Don. If, if, if TJ would have won it, Motsi, it wouldn't have been some great travesty against Aaron Donald. Just like it's not some great travesty against TJ that it went to Aaron Donald. If, it, if Xavier and Howard would have won sucks. it, if Xavier and Howard would have won it, then you could be like, all right, this okay, is blasphemous. This is nuts. Yes, right. Even yeah. though I can understand the case for him as well, where he was able to I mean, do the picks. I mean, that, that, that's, that's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> but I can still understand. It's like, yeah. it's like, bro. You guys know I wanted. You guys know I yeah. wanted TJ. What do you think? I wanted the pit man to win. I mean, come on. Do you know anything about me? Well, I told people all the time, man. Initially, I didn't even like Aaron Donald because, <laughs> and I never even had met the kid, right? But the thing was, me being in Pittsburgh with Cam Hayward, the way Coach Tom would always motivate Cam Hayward was by saying, man, I want Aaron Donald instead of you. But Donald was already gone by the time, you know, we picked. So I had to take you. So Cam being my guy, we'd always be like, man, Cam, you nicer than Donald. I don't care about Donald, man. Donald can't hold nothing on you, baby. He's in, I mean, he's he's. And then it's like, bro, it, it, you start seeing him, you're like, yeah, I, I can't even hate on this man. Like, stop it. He's an absolute freak. Like, it's it's, it's nuts. It's no, nuts, it, man. It, it really is. It, it absolutely is. Uh, our buddy Watt Juju Ben Hayden, a Korofor. Mm-hmm. Uh, without my Steeler glasses, I think it's a snub. TJ played one last game. 15 games, One yep. less game, yep. pardon me. I, I think I do think that that is... And that and that like is that, important. That is a that is a, a caveat that I think mm-hmm. matters. TJ sat yep. that last week against the Browns, mm-hmm. and hey, if TJ plays that game mm-hmm. and he has an extra one and a half sacks, you can make a case, and yeah. maybe six tackles. And hey, mm-hmm. Mozi, let's say maybe he forces a fumble. Mm-hmm. Let's say one and a half sacks. He forces a fumble in that yeah. game. Maybe a tackle for loss as mm-hmm. well too. I mean, then all of a sudden you look at it yeah. on paper and it's like, wow. Not only does TJ lead all these categories, he's got a, a really yeah. nice advantage. But yes, again, uh, you can be you can be upset. I, I, I again, I would have voted for TJ. I wish TJ would have won, but I'm not. I'm not saying that he got robbed. I'm just. And, it's, uh, if if you think literally mm. that TJ got robbed, what you're telling me is that all you did is look at a spreadsheet and you didn't watch Aaron Donald play well, one snap of football. And that, I was that, gonna say, and I'm, and I'm glad you had said that because my next point was this: TJ had numbers down the stretch, right? We talked about two sacks against the Colts, had a sack against the Bengals, but we all. And Steeler Nation noticed a difference in his play once Bud Dupree went down. We talked about it. Started in the Bills game, right? We talked about that game. It was like, man, he's there, but it's not the same right now. And then even though in the Colts game, he had the two sacks, we were still just kind of like, man, it's, it's there, but it's still not as prevalent as it was when Bud was there. We all felt that it took a little bit of a drop-off. Whereas with Donald, that wasn't the case. Donald, no, I think that might have been in the in the yes, perspective of the national. Absolutely, people. like from a national's perspective, they were gonna they looked at that and they could see how well that Rams defense was playing, and it was solely because of Donald up front. Whereas with TJ down the stretch, and this doesn't include the playoff game because the votes were done before the playoffs, but down the stretch we could definitely see where man the 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 lack of. Pressure and attention from the other side because Bud wasn't out there and Highsmith wasn't to that level just yet. 
We saw TJ's play drop off in terms of productivity. It wasn't as impactful. Not saying from a number standpoint, because like you said, you could point to, oh, he had two sacks that game, one sack that game. But the the if you watch the game, we never felt the same. We never felt the same about the defense during that time either. So that to me is another thing that I can see from a national perspective. Because these type of guys, they, they're going to look at the stats and then they're going to think about, okay, what was it like down the stretch when it mattered the most? And that's going to be something else that sticks in their mind. It's also too, right? And, and you know what you just touched on there? This is so, this is an every single bleeping award. Mm-hmm. MVP, you go yep. in any sport, doesn't matter. You go, t- same thing with hockey and, and the yep. Penguins. And this, mm-hmm. the reason why Crosby should have two or three more MVPs than he does, mm-hmm. but because he got injured, he got a concussion at the end of the season, broke his jaw at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. The end of this, it's the same thing, Arthur Motes, with the Heisman Trophy. Come on now. How many times, Motesy, you'll like where I'm going with this. How many times has there been a Geno Smith, mm-hmm. right? Who in. Who in September and October, it's, oh, that guy's winning the Heisman. Oh, that yep. guy, oh, that guy's winning. It was Trevor Lawrence this year. Yep. Oh, that guy's winning the Heisman. And then in November and December, uh-huh. it changes. And that's just right or wrong. I'm not saying you that's have to goes. agree with it. That's like, how it goes. I could easily argue that for a regular season award, game one should be as important as game 16. It it's should a regular be. season right. award. But they don't classify like just, that. That's just not the truth. Think about this. Ben's numbers this season. We said the first 11 games, he was lights we out. We were talking, MVP why candidate. isn't he in the MVP conversation? Last yeah. six games of the year, it was very much different. If you flip-flop those, I guarantee oh. you, he would have he been heavily in every major award That's conversation. That's a great call. That's a great call. And just flipping the six, have the six, let him start out 0-6, or, or start out 1-5, right? Start out 1-5, because that's when we went down the stretch, 1-5. So start out 1-5 and have the interceptions, everything that happened during that time, happen in those first six games. And then let him end it on an 11-game run the way he was playing. Like, even though it's still the same amount of games, still the same, oh, okay, that appointment that week, this, this, that, that, et cetera, you could just see how it's weighted differently. Our perspective, when you make good points. Our perspective of Ben Roethlisberger changed drastically this offseason solely because of the last six games. Like, think about that. He went from legit MVP candidate to is he good enough to continue playing? Is he doing too much? Is he the person holding our team back? Like, it's crazy to think, but that's how it goes, man. That's why we always talk about, you know, you're only as good as your last performance. It's your 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 living, breathing resume. Whatever you just did, mm-hmm. that's what people want to see. And the recency bias in terms of Donald versus TJ was, man, the Rams defense is playing so much better. They look like legit contenders. And why is that? This bad man up front who's just destroying people. Destroying. And then and even when he doesn't make the play. He still makes the play because, oh, I can't come to that linebacker anymore on this zone away because I got to have two, three guys mandatory cutting off Donald because he'll make the play from the backside. I can't run at him. Mm-hmm. If I run at him, I got to have these two guys here, hard double plus a pull because if not, he's going to kill the play on the front side. Yeah, he heard all those people last season talking about, oh, well, he you know, he's, he's not going to be as good without Adama Kinsu. No, he, he fell off last he, year. Remember, he, 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 he didn't have 20 sacks last year. He, he dropped to like he 11 or something like that. Because he didn't have the yeah. next to him. Uh, TC makes a, a good point here that I would like to get your opinion on. TC says Aaron Donald rushes the quarterback every down mm-hmm. where TJ Watt was double digits ahead, tackles for loss, QB hits in mm-hmm. one less game, and he drops into coverage. Yeah. And the thing is, it's two different positions. We talk about, man, as an outside linebacker, you are going to have a lot more opportunities to get tackles for loss. Think yeah. about this. Sacks are like – 
TJ's ahead in all those yeah. categories, but in a lot of those categories, he, he, TJ should he be should, ahead. He should, it yeah. shouldn't be close. Yeah. That's that's the and issue. And some of them, TJ has a nice, you yes. know, I think like QB hits and tackles for right. loss. I think he's got a nice Cause, advantage. Because QB hits, he had 41 compared to Don. I think it was at 20-something. Right. That's QB a nice pr- advantage. Right. That was, that's yeah. the big that's one. That's how it should the be. The QB yeah. pressures one. Was, was too that close. The close one? That okay. was the close one. That's too close. And then obviously the sack number is close. The to- total tackles is close as well. When you look at those numbers, so that's why for me, when I'm thinking of all those things, I'm like as an outside linebacker, if this D tackle who is going through two guys, it's times as an edge on the backside. And we've seen this with Bud and TJ numerous times. We would say it to ourselves and laugh like. When are they going to block the backside in on a runaway? Do they not know TJ and Bud are more than fast enough to go chase that play now? Donald never sees that type of protection. You can't run an outside, you can't run a play away from Donald and not touch him. It's times, multiple times at any part of the season where they leave the backside linebacker, the backside DNF wearing sub packages unblocked. Because structurally, you're trying to say that this guy isn't fast enough to make this play, and I'd rather get this extra uh, this extra blocker to the front side to get a safety, to get a linebacker, you know? Donald's not getting that. Donald, every play is going to get hit. Every play, he's going to have two sets of hands on him, sometimes three sets of hands on him, every play. And that doesn't count once he beats those guys and he still has to get the quarterback down or get to the ball carry and get him down. Like, it's just different. When we you talk guys about are TJ, him say nice things about a pick guy. And this is the thing, even like with this. TJ, even with TJ, think about structurally from a, a stance perspective. When he lines up, how often do you see TJ in a six technique? Or a six technique is when he's head up to the tackle. I mean, excuse me, when he's head up to the tight end. A five technique is when he outside shade of the tackle. Right? When have we ever seen him in a, a five technique outside shade with the tight end right there? When have you seen him head up to the tight end? We don't see that a lot. We typically see him what outside shade, right? Always half a man. Because that's what your responsibility is as an outside linebacker. You always got outside contained. So you're not getting the same amount of attention. You're not going through the same amount of obstacles. Now, granted, TJ's still a freak, and he has to be because he has to drop in coverage. He has to get, you know, he has to be able to rush. He has to be able to play the run, and that's why he's in this conversation. But the things that we're breaking down is the biggest reason why when we're splitting I mean, hairs, man. I was going to say, in a conversation like this, I mean, you want to talk about, you've got to like, split this the is split like, hairs. Like, seriously, like, think about how far we went down with this. Oh. Like, we're, we're talking about the difference of your techniques, the difference of your responsibilities per position. Like, but that when you're talking about an award that was this close, this is what has maybe, to happen. You know what, maybe this, tell me if this is a good example, and then we'll, we'll kind of, you know, wrap up from here. It would be like, if we were making an argument for who was the who was the best pass catcher in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the best offensive weapon in the NFL? And you and I were arguing Travis Kelsey versus a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay, the wide receiver has more receptions, more yards, right. but it's dang close. But that speaks to Travis. Absolutely, like, like the man. The fact that Travis Kelsey has the second most yards and the second most receptions in the league mm-hmm. as a tight end, like mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that close. That speaks a lot to Aaron Donald that it yes. shouldn't, like it shouldn't even be in the same stratosphere. Mm-hmm. You like, like that comparison? No, no, that that was spot on. I'm glad you said that. Like, like that's Kelsey legit. this year had the second best numbers of receivers in yes. football, and he's a tight end. Yes. Way different level of attention, way different level of difficulty, way different difficulty in terms of your assignment and what you're supposed or expected to do. We got TC upset. He said, if it's easier for offensive linebackers to get sacks, why are the NFL all-time sack leaders defensive linemen? Well, that has changed in the in recent history. Has, without Edge a doubt. guys now yeah. are outside linebackers. Now, right. that whole definition has this changed definition, over the last, over the last yeah. decade. If T.J. Watt would have played 
in ten the years 80s, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd had his hand. He'd right. had his hand in the it ground. caught him with a, a, a edge or a D lineman. Yeah. All right, but I've had this conversation too much over the last yeah, few man. days, Boats. What do you say we get to some other uh, questions, tweets here? Absolutely, to wrap absolutely. It up. Does that work man. for you? Yes, indeed. I mean, and you're actually, hosting. Well, I was gonna say before we get to the tweets, let me quick couple announcements real quick, mm-hmm. man. Obviously, we had a passing of a legend in the NFL, uh, man. Yes. Want to definitely give it. Yes, got to give him his dues, man. Dude. Obviously, Marty Schottenheimer, a legend in the game, man. 2004 yes, Chargers. Dude. Yes. If you're our age, Legends. everybody was captivated by that that 2004 on, Chargers man. offense. LT in those powder blue jerseys. Come on, man. They were everybody's mistress team growing mm-hmm. up. And, and, uh, that was well, one of the well, first. You know my edge guy over there. Oh. Mr. Lights out, baby. Come on yeah. now. You, you know what I was on. You know what I was on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, that 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 2004 Chargers team. Again, I was 13 years old. I just I remember being captivated by that team. Without a doubt, captivated man. by that. Without team. a doubt, yeah. Man. So and all he, the best he, to yeah. his family. Without a doubt, man. Legend of the game, man. He would definitely be missed, man. Passed away at 77 years old, man. I'm glad <sighs> you. I'm glad you said. Yes, that. indeed, man. I, f- I felt like it was important, you know. No, absolutely. Definitely had to absolutely. do that, man. Yes, absolute indeed. Football legend. Yes, indeed. Uh, you ready for some tweets? Yes, here? indeed. Now let's, let's get to the Twitter deck. Don Juan. Says Steeler Nation better enjoy this Hall of Fame class this summer because we might not see another Steeler get in until Ben. Ooh. Well, I was asking, Ooh. you know, in terms of like Hines, obviously he's still been on the cusp, but a guy like Debo, do you think he gets in? Like, because I guess mm. that's going to be like the next wave. Yeah. You know? I feel like um, Debo may, maybe. Because I say he has he, that long enough career, that it's the longevity right. thing. And even though he doesn't have the, the, the coveted 100. Sacks, he has the impact place. He has the defensive player of the year award, which we know hardware matters. He has the Super Bowl rings. He has moments. That's that's the thing, also, man. So he does bring up a good point, though. Jeez. Yeah, let's just enjoy this summer. Yes, all right? yeah, we'll cross, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get yeah. to it. Uh, man, we overcooked TC's grits today. Uh oh. He says it's funny now that Mahomes doesn't put up numbers. It's because his line was horrible. But if we talk about the O line and Ben, it's just an excuse. It's on Ben. TC, that's not true. All year, Moats and I talked about how Ben was throwing the ball so quickly to cover for his offensive line. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. And also, his first few years in the league, yeah, up until 2008, 2009, Ben did not have a good offensive line. But for the last decade before this year, he had one of the best in the league. And I don't want to speak for Moats, but for me personally, how many times did I try and excuse Carson Wentz by saying it was because mm-hmm. his offensive line was getting him killed? How many times mm-hmm. do I try and downplay Baker Mayfield by mm-hmm. saying it's because his offensive line is so dang good? So I, like, I, don't, I don't. I don't think I'm calling foul on that one. I, I, I second that emotion. Moats and I said all season that Ben was covering for how bad the offensive line was. Yes, I, we didn't say that it was. We said all year that he has to get rid of the ball that quick because they can't stand there and protect him long enough. The things that we criticized Ben on was his downfield accuracy, and that Correct. showed up numerous times. But we, we said, love you, TC. I do yeah, love the participation. Yeah, we, we said he's either overthrowing it or he, he, he was just you know just chucking it, hope for the best. Yeah. We got a couple of greatest athlete of all time. Uh, Uh-oh, here we go. Chirps. Steeler Bomb agrees. Bo Jackson, if you're talking just greatest yeah, athlete, pure Bo, athlete of all Bo time. with it. Uh, Cuban Dan says, you got to give some respect to Dan Gable. You know who Dan Gable is? Mm, mm. He's like the greatest wrestler of all time. Mm. NCAA champion, Olympic champion, world champion. He's, he's the best? Hold on. No, no. I thought it was, uh, was it Kyle, uh, Kyle Dake? That's how you say it, right? The four-time All-American oh, at four different yeah. weight classes went well, to. we got to ask Cuban Dan. He's yeah. our resident expert. Absolutely. I, wait, I thought it was um, 16-time world champion, um, Ric Flair. Oh. <laughs> Talk about the, 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 the limousine, limousine rider, jet, jet fly. <laughs> <laughs> Having a hard time keeping them gators down. He said, well, that guy? Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
All right. Woo. I'm and not I've against got that. Shoes that cost as much as your house. Whew. That boy was talking that talk. God. <laughs> um, Steeler Bomb also adds he did a uh, Power Grid Awards for the year. Ooh. Okay. Nice. The Good Hair Award. Okay. Goes to James Conner for not having whatever hairstyle he had last year. <laughs> the mullet thing was. <laughs> The, oh man! The body award goes uh-huh. to Edmonds for two point one percent body fat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was real. He was real. The lit one award lit, 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 lit. goes to Robert Spillane for the hit on Derrick Henry. Oh facts. <laughs> I like this. The Craig Wolfley, what were you thinking? Award Mike Tomlin for punting on fourth down against the Browns. Hindsight wow. twenty twenty. Show me the money award, TJ hey. Watt, because he's gonna get paid. Oh. Paid is an understatement. Welcome to the Party Pal Award, Chase Claypool Ooh, for the yes rookie. Yes, indeed. And the CR Steelers Nation Chicago Award for Excellence in Broadcasting, Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler. Oh, y'all gonna make us cry today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was clean right there, man. That was Whoa. clean. Oh, man. I love you guys. I really do. I needed that. That that, That was was hilarious. I needed that right there, man. All right, Steeler Bomb, that was great. But you know, the only problem now is that we're going to need this every year. Yes, the the, the standard is the standard now, man. The Lit One Award, the Good Hair Award, the Body Award. That's good. The CR (laughs) Media Award. That's good. I like it, man. And TC says I wasn't calling you and Motes out on the Ben offensive line thing. I was talking more nationally. Well, same. No, no we're, you're, we're, you're, I mean, you're right. It is. But I will also say, too, I think so, a lot of that is because, man, some, some of those, like you pointed out in the first or second segment, some of those passes that Mahomes made were still insane. And no, did you see the one where, where Tyree kills face masks. No, no, no. Did you see the one in but the fourth? Guy, the one in the fourth quarter where he's like parallel to the ground and just slings it. It's and insane. he still hits the guy perfectly and his passes dropped. It would have been right on. It was probably been like on the one yard line. I was like, that's nuts. It's crazy. It absolutely was, but it's not as crazy as the fact that that game was never even close. Very true. I don't think any of us could have imagined Chiefs playing in a game, now scoring a touchdown. So, you know, since we're wrapping this up here and doing mm-hmm. that that new format thing. Yeah, yeah. A little tease for you. Uh-oh. How you want to do this thing? Uh, for our next episode this okay. week on Thursday. Yeah. I've got an interesting debate to you about writing athletes legacies too soon mm, okay and i want to kick that around with you on thursday let's do it then man i like it but today isn't thursday today is the end of tuesday <laughs> so with that being said man i gotta give a big time shout out to my co-host my producer my partner in crime with the perfectly good hair the pond hockey legend wesley euler Thank you. Thank you very much. Got some pond hockey in this weekend, by the way, Boom. on Sunday. Got like a nice nice 90-minute skate in before the Super Bowl. It was I like it. Mwah, I kiss. like it. Got to give a big time shout out to the Power Grid, the Megawatts. Always doing what they do best. Great New stuff. format, old format. Still Same producing. Megawatts, baby. <laughs> Same Megawatts. So got to give them major love, man. So for with sure. that being said, look forward to seeing y'all or actually hearing y'all or y'all hearing us on Thursday on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers. Mm-hmm. Nation. Radio.